0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.
1: Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds.
2: Why don't you start with that?
3: The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning.
1: Back for a brand new episode of The Witching Hour. You know me, you know Haley, but right now we are talking to the filmmakers behind Save Yourselves, Alex H. Fisher and Eleanor Wilson. How are you guys doing?
0: We're doing great. We're Thanks yes. for having us. Thank you.
1: Thank we're you very, for joining us. We're very very excited to have you here. Um, Just so our viewers and uh, our listeners get to know you guys a little bit more, I kind of wanted to go back to the beginning, at least to start here. And I was wondering what kind of films were the two of you watching when you were growing up? And do you Mm. find that they have influenced what you tend to gravitate towards as creators now?
0: Yeah, Tommy Boy.
1: <laughs> I never
2: saw Tommy Boy. Alex showed She's it She's still to never me. seen it. Well, what we started watching it. And yeah, I but it was like, a weird. I don't know about this. Uh. A weird black and
0: white VHS copy that we got from Kentucky. Oddly, yeah. it was like it was black and white. It, it wasn't the same, but it, all she saw was like little Tommy running behind the bus and saying "Holy shnikes and she was like, "I'm out." <laughs> I was like, "No, you're yep. got to stick it is, it. it is weird
2: that that wasn't a movie that I saw growing up because, like, there was many, many others. My brother had an amazing VHS collection, and we definitely watched a lot of Polish Shore. Yeah. Um, Yeah, a lot of those. Ace Ventura. Yeah, a lot of high concept, silly comedies. And that's kind of what we've been gravitating towards again lately. Yeah. It's just, like, revisiting all those things. Drop Dead Fred was a, a big favorite growing up
0: which I hadn't seen until recently. And also um, um, Yahoo Serious movies, which were new to me as well. Do you guys know Yahoo Serious?
2: I did not know that. Australian, oh my God. Australian filmmaker who we made just, these three um, really big, uh, silly comedies. They're beautiful. Young Einstein is his first one, which I think is the best. And yeah, it's a, it's,
0: it's a great watch. They're spectacular. We just sort of wrote an essay about him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you great. just saw uh, uh, Drop Dead Fred for the first time as an adult?
0: yeah yeah what
3: was that like
0: I, it was fantastic i was like yeah. oh th- this movie yeah this movie's great it's like uh i don't know when you're a kid you probably miss like the subtext maybe like you're like you just think about the the, the silly the, you know the character in the Garek's head or whatever or, and then yeah. so i was watching it and i was like what a beautiful metaphor about mental health
3: yeah. <laughs> I was with it that. Is. it's such a good you movie were. have oh, you seen so it as an adult yeah. No, I had imagined it wouldn't hold up at all, but I think you've inspired me. It does. Me.
2: Yeah, you should watch it yeah. again. It's really fun and really touching, actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and like Dirty Dancing, we watched. Like yeah. we we've been watching all, a bunch of old movie, like older movies because it's really sad all the time. So, <laughs> so we just like we we've been watching. But Dirty Dancing is like just a beautiful and important it's film. A, I had no idea.
2: Perfect movie.
0: I had watched it a bunch of you know growing up, and then didn't
2: realize that it was about abortion rights. Yeah, and like
0: you know, <laughs> using your privilege for you know all this all this stuff yeah. that like we care about now and it's like, doing all of that in 1980 whatever. Yeah.
1: You guys are, uh, you're keeping busy over there with some good stuff. I like this. I like this uh, filmography you're going through here.
0: We're doing the really <laughs> important work.
1: Yeah. That it is. What about, what about for you two as creators together? I'm like, when, when did you realize that your sensibilities kind of like clicked and balanced in a way that you can actually make a feature <laughs> film together?
2: I mean, I think a lot of that just comes from the types of movies that we like, right? You know, like if you're aligned on the thing, you know, and liking movies together, you kind of know that you're going to be aligned on on making a movie. And I, 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 a lot of like our early courtship was um, yeah. was watching movies. Obviously, you know, we we live yeah. in New York and we go to the Night Hawk a lot, and um, we I saw think, Carol
0: together on one of our first that's dates. True, we did, yeah. Uh,
2: but the yeah, I think just sort of watching movies and then talking about them afterwards and realizing that we had really very similar feelings about everything um, kind of made it seem like, okay, we're, we're pretty aligned. We could probably do this together.
0: I was really complimented early in uh, the, the dating when um, Eleanor was like, do you want to watch the Oscars with me? Because I think you'd be fun to watch them with because oh, like we would like, make yeah you did make fun was, of the same we would like things. make fun of the same stupid <laughs> same stupid things yeah. and i was like oh that means that means a lot
3: <laughs> how, like did means you so go, much- how did you go from like knowing that you guys had like compatible movie tastes and could do it together to actually landing on what you wanted that first film to be
2: uh, it was really the, the film idea that came first. I yeah. mean, we weren't like looking for a project together or anything. It was yeah. just that I had this idea, which was just, you know, really just the basic premise of like a couple goes upstate, turn off their phones, aliens attack. And I told that to Alex and he thought it was yeah. funny. And-
0: I was like, that's a perfect, it's just like a perfect metaphor. <laughs> I was like, this, this uh, New York couple is like oblivious to the world ending and they don't know what to do when it happens great
2: (laughs) just how we live our lives a lot of jokes about that yeah but um but yeah and i guess the other thing was that we had um we had worked together in other capacities we you know both had different kinds of gig jobs that we did freelance
0: stuff we hired each other like eleanor was like producing a lot of stuff i was shooting and editing so we'd hire each other and we like we got along even even like during the parts of the relationship where it was like a rocky start we were still, <laughs> it, was very early it was still on. like we well do you want to shoot together? this documentary in, in iceland and i was like
2: yeah great <laughs> <laughs> so we had traveled a lot and and worked a lot together closely on in particular on like very small crew type situations Yeah, made just the two of us even. sometimes yeah. yeah so um like both
0: shooting and yeah
2: yeah so that kind of i think gave us i guess the confidence to be like we've we've been in situations where we spend a lot of time together and we're working together and going home together. And it's like, okay, well, we can probably, we can probably do this. We did a big project. get sick of each other.
0: Yeah. We did a big project where we traveled around the country, making these little documentaries about urban parks. Mm -hmm. And that like on that travel job, it was mostly the two of us. Sometimes we had a third, uh, a DP. And that's where we started writing down notes for the idea. It's like Eleanor had the idea. And then we just write down all these moments. Mm -hmm. So we had all these moments, uh, stashed away from when we started to write the script. We it was it.
2: really yeah, it was never like a like we've got to find a thing to do together. It was just like the idea came we started riffing on it, it, it became fun. funny, and then yeah. we are like, maybe we should write this, and then yeah. we wrote it, and was like, maybe we should try and make this, it's good. And yeah. it just kind of kept, like, this. each step of the way just kept happening <laughs> I, like that.
0: By the way, it's not, uh, like, and let's try to make it, and then we did. And it, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course so there was, from the let's try to make it to it getting made, you know, Hell. T- t- two years <laughs> yeah. happened, but um, yeah.
3: yeah. It, I was it, gonna say, amazing. you guys make the process sound lovelier than maybe I've <laughs> ever heard it described. <laughs>
0: You just come up with a fun idea. Like, is,
1: this is a so total so tangent, it's but it's it's making me think that like the next dating reality show out there should be challenging people to go make movies. Yes. Together, right? to work how, together. How has yes. Netflix not done that at this point?
0: <laughs> Project Greenlight blind date.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I would genuinely watch that though. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so we could be I... the judges. <laughs>
0: and Celine and Logan are they're oh, yeah. married. They're they're married and direct together we
1: all need to like call our contacts after this and make this
0: happen
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so speak you you make it sound easy of course but what would you say was i don't know the most challenging thing or the biggest hurdle you got over as far as like securing that green light and really feeling mm. like you were actually going to make your movie
2: we were talking about this the other day that if like our memory of um the green light was never a a specific point it yeah, was it's very
0: hazy you, it's like a green you, light in the distance that got blurrier as it got closer yeah
2: <laughs> that's, a, that's a good metaphor <laughs> um we because it's just sort of like a funny thing that um I don't know we we lived in constant fear or just assumption that it was going to fall apart at every moment so yeah you know you got you get cast involved and then you're trying to get Some financing and like there's companies that are interested and then they want to change this or that and they drop off and we went through you know a bit of a roller coaster of that already. So by the time we met Keshet, who did they were the first um, financing in and found the rest of the financing for us. um, They you know we were just kind of like oh yeah 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 sure yeah whatever yeah yeah. we'll we'll believe it when we're on set. Um, But it was just kind of yeah like that that you know you never quite exactly know. When it's definitely a a solid thing, and so Alex and I never really celebrated until we honestly until the Raps, last day of post. post, yeah. And then we were all of a sudden just had this feeling of like, oh. We actually did it. We actually made a movie. There's just so many things that can go wrong in the yeah. process. You know, there's so many points that you can fail because mm-hmm. it's a very complicated thing with many moving parts, many people involved. And
0: and even if it doesn't fail in one big swoop, it could fail incrementally <laughs> yeah, throughout right. and just, just end up, up being like bad. slightly not what you really wanted to make at all. So we were just like, all right, we've got to stick to this.
2: Yeah. And then, but yeah, when, when Post finished that, that last day that we like left the final sound, next day and we just walked we're in williamsburg and we just walked down the street it was raining we landed at a bar which wasn't even open yet yeah (laughs) but (laughs) he let us in thankfully because it was raining outside and we're like i
0: think
1: think we just finished our movie yeah we ordered some champagne and it was great i feel like that bar deserves a special thanks in the credits (laughs) yes totally (laughs) did you guys have the ultimate wrap party when you got to sundance then
0: oh yeah. yeah we danced so hard yeah we did we, also
1: so many of the crew came
2: to sundance which was really cool it and, was and, like and a, two of
0: them were like volunteers at sundance oh we, yeah we had like the best crew of all time.
2: Three. Oh no jesse was it was Jessie. oh no three angelo and yeah
0: angelo yeah and yes
2: yeah not jesse Anyway, three three oh and Zach and Cassidy. Yeah, We're all three of our crew yeah. were volunteers.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does make so if they were, were there, all there anyway. So grateful to the volunteers every time we go to Sundance. Oh, exactly. The I think about exactly. it every time. I mean, yeah, it was that
2: was a really fun thing at Sundance. Actually, like chatting with the volunteers, and there was there was a screening that a lot of them came to in Salt Lake City, and yeah, it was nice. Yeah,
0: we had a great party with everybody. At, like the mm-hmm. first night of Sundance, and every like all the crew who had come were there, and even like some of the financiers we had never met were there, and yeah, John Seneta and, and uh, the crew, our like our families, yeah. And the and the on the shoot, it was like a it was like a like summer camp or something. Like we were all upstate, and everybody was like really happy to be there. We had just like just great. Everybody was great vibe. Great vibe. Yeah. I just try not to say the word vibe. But... <laughs> uh, and John, John and Sunitha, uh like also like, just like loved like everybody loved each other. So they, the crew and John and Sunitha were hanging out like a, every night and every weekend, like, mm. and there were activities. It was, it
2: was really nice. So by the time Sundance yeah. came around, we hadn't seen each other in six months. Um, and it so was so just we like, let really. Loose. Yeah, we did. Let loose. <laughs> it was fun.
3: <laughs> Had you guys been to Sundance before or was that like your grand debut?
2: Um, Not with a movie. We'd been the year before, was it two years years prior? Because Alex did um, the Sundance Labs. Screenwriter's Lab. Screenwriter Lab with another project. And then that happens just before the festival. So he stayed for the festival and I met him there. Um, So
0: we were there when like, Sorry to Bother You was playing. and I missed Uh, it because I was not a half hour early for the thing.
2: (laughs) So we we learned our lesson on how you get to see. We learned how to
0: navigate Sundance. But
2: yeah, thank God we did have a bit of a Sundance experience beforehand because it is as you guys know very overwhelming and and kind of hard to navigate so we're happy that we you know we at least sort of knew the lay of the land of main street and um and how to how to see a movie
0: yeah
3: sort of a side question off that real quick was did you guys since you did know the lay of the land a bit, were you able to sneak in any movies and did you see anything you would recommend
0: Yeah, we we did. I
2: think we saw six movies in the end. It was difficult because... But
0: but only, we were stay for the whole week. We couldn't see anything for the first weekend because we had too much stuff to do for for our our own movie.
2: Um, I loved Summertime. Yes. um,
1: Carlos'
0: movie. Carlos López Estrada's movie.
2: Did you see
1: it?
0: (laughs) Yes. It
2: was such a joy. It's
1: so different and I walked in having made so many assumptions about why it probably wasn't going to be for me and then you completely proved me wrong.
2: Yeah, it was just beautiful. It's so funny. Um, and
0: We, we cried so, yeah. so much watching
2: that movie. Yeah. I can't remember what else did we see, but I think we, oh, we saw Kajillionaire. That was obviously yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was a highlight. Um, what else did we
0: see? Mm. I, I mean, I'm sure. That was highlight. 10 years ago, so we can't
2: <laughs> Yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> yeah. So
1: how did you come to work with Sue on this? Because I know you wrote the role for her, so when did yeah. it click that she had to be your lead?
0: We, for
2: us from the beginning yeah
0: we right. we kind of we wrote it with her in mind hoping that she would want to do it she's a friend so we had to like it's kind of it's kind of like a it was our first movie and we were kind of like we're writing it for her and i hope she wants to do it like cause if, <laughs> if she doesn't want to find somebody else uh
2: we didn't show it to her um for a while though we didn't tell her that we wrote it for her until after until we finished shooting, i think yeah. but um we because we don't want to put too much pressure on her it was just like okay but if you like this you'll you know yeah. do it if you, if you want to but we don't want to make you yeah. feel like you have to do it yeah. But uh we um yeah we definitely I think it's probably maybe like third or fourth draft that we shared yeah. it with her and she I think she knew that we were writing a movie at like our friends you know everyone kind of knows what you're, what you're up to a little yeah. bit um but I, I guess she didn't know that we were gonna Ask her, but I I think she she was happy to be asked.
0: <laughs> and and I I've like worked with Sneha a lot over the years. Like we went we met in college like 15 years ago, uh, freshman year, and then just been trying to work with her. And and all the comedy people from Emerson are really talented, and uh, she's she's one of the she's one of them. And then just we've been making movies. We made a movie called Snowy Bing Bongs together, which is uh, her comedy dance troupe. It was like an adaptation that my friend Rachel and I made. Uh, And we just tried every opportunity to work together.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure I just called her by her character's name. So you guys did a really good job writing a role for her. (laughs) Also, I I mean, uh, I feel like Thad's probably exploding behind the scenes because I know Thad went to Emerson too.
2: Oh, oh, really? really? Yeah. Oh, awesome.
1: Well, oh, hang on, Thad. Did we meet you at
2: Sundance? Were I you there? I remember yeah, the I conversation. There. There. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, in that interview, we. I think we had them, like, pan to you. Oh, uh, yes. For the second. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
1: I'm, I very much remember this right now after that trouble out of my <laughs> I think I that was, was in the corner, like with my headphones on. While you're, oh, are you? you were there too. <laughs> I, I was like somewhere in the corner.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's funny. That was insane it, times.
1: It was mm-hmm. wild. It was a it was a good trip that I'm glad we went on. Now that we're stuck. Yes.
4: Yeah. yeah. Yes. The last oh, we'll
1: get back. We'll get back. <laughs> so you write this role for Sunita. and then you guys were telling me last time that eventually you wound up re- tailoring the Jack role to John. So. What are the different, I guess, like, tools and methods you have to use to write a role for each of them? What's, like, the differ- different thing that each of them requires? Well,
2: I think um, once we knew that it was going to be John, like, once we had approached him and, and talked to him and, and he, he liked the script and he was excited about working with Sunitha, um, I think that's when we were like, okay, we've got someone who's, like, such an incredible physical actor and I I think we sort of started catering the script a little bit more towards like what's going to be really physically funny to see Mm -hmm. Jack do Um, because he's he's very tall (laughs) he's like very lanky as his big expressive hands and um, so just we just knew that it was gonna like the more that we could do kind of physically there so definitely once we knew we had both of them I think things started tweaking to be a bit more like like big and silly in that way Um, Because it would just be stupid to not take advantage of that, I guess. Um, And then it's just like little things. We we had a few script conversations with them. And in our rehearsal period, it's just, you know, kind of them giving us feedback on what feels weird coming out of their mouths or whatever, and, and how to kind of like adapt the script and ha- a little bit and how the relation right.
0: how the relationship clicked like they mm-hmm. had a couple notes on that which really helped so like we before the sh- we started shooting we made some like really minor adjustments that sort of set made them a little more real and mm-hmm. and it was all it's all just like these like micro tweaks that you and, and then once they're actually saying the dialogue they're a little loose with the exact wording and stuff they you know
2: yeah they have just to some make it feel real mm-hmm. and,
3: yeah this movie has such like a pure tone like a positive lovely energy is that something that they were able to pick up in on the script right away I just feel like a lot of um, these types of movies might be snarkier was that ever something you had to finesse out
2: we talked about that every step of the way actually that was like a, a really important thing to was, us, like, from when, you know, we wrote the first draft of the script and had people read it, like, just, you know, checking in, did you, did you feel like you liked these characters, or were you, did you feel like we were making fun of them, and that was very important to us to, for it to not just be, like, these typical, like, shitty hipsters that we were making fun of, That, but, you know, they they are kind of shitty hipsters, but they are also just like us, and just like yeah. our friends, and, and I think, our idea was that that if we made them sort of lovable and relatable, then you'd be a little bit more invested in the journey with them. Rather. I I think that the making fun of hipsters joke would have gotten tired pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny, like if you were to record yourself and your friends all the time, there's, we we say dumb shit all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and if you record it, it could be laugh out loud funny.
1: <laughs> Literally our so lives.
2: <laughs> yeah. But we um
0: It's it's embarrassing.
2: We talked about that definitely with them, like getting that tonally right. And that and was their big note to us they, too. Yeah, they they really felt the same way as they were well. were
0: like this feels like a little mean and I don't mm-hmm. want to be mean to my partner. This was like a little like little things like that that we talked through.
2: Mm-hmm. Um so there was that and then you know, again in the edit we we finessed that even further. There was mm-hmm. just like it was not even so much like the like mean-spirited or whatever, but it was at a point just dialing in up and down the goofiness, you know, just like allowing them to have some goofy moments, but not too, too many so that you didn't kind of lose them into cartoon land. Our (laughs)
0: editor, Sophie Marshall was like, like at one point she was like, we've earned this goofy moment. Yeah,
2: that was great. <laughs> I can't remember what that was, but, but yeah, she's like, pull back here, pull back here, and then you can go yeah. for it there. Yeah.
1: So now for your other characters in the movie, why poofs? And did you ever <laughs> toy around with any other alien designs? Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> this is a poof um, that... a prototype, No, no. Uh, I-
2: production designer katie made this for us it's a bubble the shoot. It's, yeah.
1: i feel like uh, legit manufacturer and sell those
2: yeah <laughs> we'll talk to katie about it <laughs>
4: but,
2: um there was never another idea. I mean, aside from, like, when we were very, very early stages of, like, throwing around ideas, when we were stoned one night, which we don't do very often. This is just, like, a kind of special <laughs> like the, occasion. The last
0: time we were stoned. Yeah, exactly. Um, we were in like, Colorado. what if yeah. there
2: was, like, it was, like, two aliens, but they thought they were one thing. <laughs> and I mean, it was just, like, stupid yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. um, but when we came up with the poofs, it, it definitely, like, stuck. and um, And, yeah. There was a version of the script off. where
0: the where the early on we were like maybe the poofs could bring them back into their spaceship and uh, show them around at the and be like what do you think of the that da- was like, decor? Yeah, that was
2: not the <laughs> script. That was just that was pre-script. We didn't like, write that down. No, no, And
0: yeah. all these funny ideas. Uh, but,
2: uh, but yeah, the poofs just obviously came out of you know wanting it to be something that could be in the cabin for a while before they realized that it was an alien or, yeah. you know, just not furniture. What could um, look
0: like a piece of furniture and an alien.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um and probably
3: then the xenomorph just right away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes, Um
0: the so, Xenomorph, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I mean, you could put your feet up on it, but...
3: <laughs> <laughs> risky. Before risky. it catches. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we
2: once we sort of like got going with the poof idea, it became very fun. And, and also like, it became like, you know, just all of a sudden this fun sort of throwback creature movie yeah. that's, you know, obviously referential of, of critters and triples and, and things like that, which was exciting to us that so it could be something that lends itself to a practical approach. Um, yeah. Like growing
0: up with those movies and then, and then like, Getting like being able to do those practical effects and have, having something that feels like it's in the it's the same family a little bit was was like a real appeal for us. And and even though it's funny because it looks it looks like a more like a tribble or a critter, but it like the way we sh- the biggest inf- inspiration for how it moved was the face hugger from Aliens. It was like okay. that that was like like the trick that they used in that. That's like what we studied to mm-hmm. to make the poof move. Whereas Tribbles, you could just, just hold them and and drop them or, like, yeah. like, make somebody, like, drop a bunch of them from out of the screen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what about... Uh... So we are going to move on to spoilers soon. Hey, hey okay. Let me know how much more non-spoiler stuff you have before we pull that trigger. But <laughs> I want to know about the, the cabin location, where, yeah. where did you wind up finding that? Because I feel like movie or not, there's just something like stunning and very visual appeal, uh, visually appealing about how that whole house is set up and everything in it.
0: Yes. We were
2: so
1: lucky.
0: We lucked out. Cause, uh, we are, are, we had a location scout, uh, Jesse, and he found it. And, uh, it was the first place we saw in a two day scout. We were just blown away. One, first of all, it's like, it's cinematic. Like you put a camera on it and you're,
2: you're, you're good to go. The movie's good. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's got the interior design. is like, it is very like, we're all, we're in that cabin so much. So it's like there's different looks for each wall and in our, uh, Production designer even like added a little bit of uh, texture, texture right, to yeah. it and things, and then you can turn the camera certain ways, and all of a sudden, like the the beams on the ceiling are like a little more menacing, and like all of a sudden it changes, and this mm-hmm. wall of windows that's so picturesque at the beginning is like really scary later because they're so vulnerable.
2: And they're just in this this glass exposed house in the middle of the night where you can, I mean, really from the outside, you just when see the light right. on you can just yeah. see into all of it. Yeah um so it is pretty scary but yeah it was not only that but it also checked the box it had a pond it had the barn um and it had like a perfect amount of space for production too which is huge it's not obviously the first thing you think about you obviously want the look and all that stuff but um but, but we- it's hugely important to an indie film to have a space be production friendly because you know you you otherwise you're just um you're gonna lose time you know if you yeah. have to move around too much to get to lunch or whatever like
0: you, you lose time and we flipped it around it was th- that was actually the back of the of the cabin and the front is like it's it's a little lower and that's where we put the production vans and stuff so the the driveway that they come up on is
2: i'm sorry i think fedex is knocking at the door <laughs> i have to just get this
0: i'll keep talking about this driveway you while eleanor change. accepts her like irs Hi. package um, uh so so the driveway that they pull up on goes to nowhere it's, it's nothing but that we so we just flipped the whole thing around and it became a perfect production hub it was it was a miracle of a that's uh, good you got it
1: home office stuff yeah. <laughs> you get those packages when they come they put the slips on your doors and I, I, I they're yeah, just lost to the
2: factory I ignored the first knock. I was like, I know what this is. Maybe it'll just go away. <laughs> <And> he <laughs> knocked again and was like, All right, I'm gonna this.
0: <laughs> we have to support the USPS. It's FedEx. We have to support FedEx. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Haley, should I do it? Do you have anything else? I mean, I feel like
3: anything I'm going to ask is what. I have one question that's like spoilers. It doesn't matter. Let's do
1: it. Let's start. Right. Let's All right. crazy. I, I will tell you one thing I was very amused by watching it again. The Alexa went off once at the at the very beginning scene, and I'm like, "Oh, yes. like it did that thing where it went off, and it's like, I don't understand what you're saying." Then <laughs> there was full Whitney Houston music yes. blasting through my house, <laughs> and I kind of loved it. That's yes. awesome. And then I, yes, then I has... shut it off and watched the rest.
2: <laughs> yeah, somebody else told us that the other day. Oh, I like said okay. they paused. The movie, just to enjoy the moment of listening yeah. to Whitney Houston for a bit, which is so funny.
0: If you have an Alexa, you get Whitney Houston. We uh, have Google, so we get Moby Dick.
2: Yeah, it starts reading <laughs> Moby Dick to us. All throughout post that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: really
1: yeah. Yeah. think that there's like an added layer of interactivity that filmmakers <laughs> are yeah. not tapping into it. Like it's almost like a you choose your own adventure depending on what product yeah. you are. Like. It's exactly. an Easter egg. It's a little scary as I explain that, but I'm into yes.
0: it. It's like
2: right. smell vision Well, it's also, I think, you know,
1: it goes along with the
2: sort of themes of the movie and thinking about, like, technology and being plugged in and, and all of a sudden you're reminded in the middle of the movie that something is listening.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. For everyone out there who has not seen Save Yourselves, the movie mm-hmm. is hitting theaters nationwide on October 2nd and then you're going to be able to watch it on digital on October 6th. So, Check it out. I feel like if you couldn't already tell by this conversation, Haley and I are really into it, go watch it. But for everybody who has seen the movie, now you could stay. Because it is spoiler time. We're going to (laughs) talk about spoilers in the movie. Um, Haley, do you want to go with your question first? Sure. And this is like,
3: is it spoilers? I don't know. Let's be safe. It's not. But you guys (laughs) brought up very specifically uh sourdough bread making and gardening, which are like the pandemic <laughs> activities, yeah. uh where did those come from, and did you get super weirded out when suddenly everyone on the internet was doing those two things?
0: Yeah,
2: that was certainly weird, yeah, that's right, Jack says I want to start a community garden sorry, community garden yeah. <laughs> we have started a somewhat of a community garden in our oh. herb, herb building. garden we started a little herb garden in pandemic together, which yeah. is nice. Um, it is weird. The sourdough especially is weird because, um, we were concerned that people wouldn't get that joke. Yeah. Like he says, like, he says sourdough at some point at the beginning, My starter. but then he just yeah. refers to it as his starter, his starter. And like and people like, aren't
0: going to know what this is.
2: Um, and but, it's a plot
0: point. It's like, yeah. <laughs> So we, were, we just yeah. went
2: with it, hoping for the best. And, you know, like we did obviously test audiences and stuff and people got it at that point. So yeah. Everyone fun. has at
0: least a friend with a sourdough starter, right? At this point. <laughs> yeah. We have we have one friend with a sourdough starter. Now we have
2: like 50 friends yeah. with a sourdough starter. Yeah. We have still personally avoided sourdough starter ourselves. We have not gone down but that road. But...
0: I started making kombucha a couple of weeks ago.
2: <laughs> so Alex is now one of those guys. How? He's, he's what
1: it, guy. I oh. just started drinking kombucha during lockdown for like extra energy okay. and health reasons. Yeah. But they have run out of my kombucha at the store so now I can't get it. Oh, anymore. No. I know. Where oh. do you live?
0: Wait, do you live in I forget where you live, LA? I live.
1: I live in LA, but I've been in New York for a very, very long time now. Oh, you've oh, been wow. in New
0: York. I was gonna say we could bring some over.
1: Homemade. <laughs>
0: the way it works is there's living or mail it away. Yeah, yeah, we'll ship it for, yeah, flash frozen like a fish that
1: acts, we got to uh, that yeah
0: it's like a it's like a it's as disgusting as a sourdough starter it's a little it's like a living organism it's just like it sits in the kitchen in a, in a bowl of tea it
2: looks like um like human tissue like you're growing <laughs> human tissue in a jar it's disgusting yeah. um and yeah I like skin <laughs> it's like yeah. harvest, harvesting skin uh like but we say like
0: you know, 10 bucks a week or whatever. So.
2: Yeah. From, from not, I'll train, uh, from
0: train, not, not yeah, buying, buying it.
2: It's, uh, it is good. I have to say it's gross, but it is really tasty. The home stuff.
0: The one thing that was really fun was the day that Jared Leto came back. From, oh yeah. doing a meditation retreat and he didn't know about the pandemic. We got a lot of texts that day.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I, I'm going to say that I could not keep my starter alive, but I did keep a garden alive. I don't know how that works. Doesn't one seem way harder?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Where do you live? Are you in LA? I,
3: I am in LA. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You can keep a nice garden in LA. A
3: you, in are you in LA? Yeah.
0: We're, yeah, we're in Los Feliz. We we uh we lived in New York for about ten years and then moved here right after we wrote the movie, just in time <laughs> to go back and shoot <laughs> to it. make the movie. Yeah. <laughs>
3: The, uh, the heat wave did literally burn some of my plants alive. Like now oh, they're just. Wow.
0: So yeah. Just yeah. Char.
3: But otherwise, oh. California is lovely. Side rant. I'm just mm-hmm. very proud
1: of my garden. I can't help it. <laughs> I don't so even great. want to think about what my plants in LA look like right now. Oh, oh no. Oh. My cat sitter rough. has been watering them every so often, but I feel like it's just not nearly enough. Yeah.
2: yeah it's it's a lot just about the the love i think that you give yeah. them you got to make sure that your guy, sitter has it's Really love.
0: exploded in california yeah. <laughs> killing it, it. She she goes, like every every <laughs> six weeks that. it's like <laughs>
1: <laughs> so haley brought up some stuff from your movie that's actually happening right now i'm curious since lockdown and all of this began have you rethought what your two characters kind of do in this crazy, what they would have done in this crazy situation that we like literally are in uh, right now. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, well, one thing that we've been thinking about lately is that when we wrote the movie, it was, um, it was very much about like, Oh, there's all these bad things happening in the world and none of us are really paying attention to them because we're just like so consumed by our phones. But in the last six months, that feels like it's taken a pretty big shift yeah. to people really paying attention and really caring. And doing active things to try to change um, change yeah. the bad things that are happening in the world. So um that seems like like a little dated now. Yeah the, <laughs> the movie
0: became more relevant and like less relevant at the same time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because it seems like, you know, they they might Jack and Sue now in twenty twenty might yeah, be a be little bit more yeah, yeah. involved <laughs> than than they are.
4: But,
2: uh, um but yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah, I guess if they if they knew what we know now, maybe they would be more prepared. Maybe they'd have some water you know <laughs> yeah. saved somewhere or would have brought a few more survival tools with them upstate
0: yeah they definitely yeah sue would probably organize uh had it like um like all the things that they need to do uh and jack would probably dream about farm like having a farm like yeah like, it's like oh now is the time we really gotta get that farm yeah like. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah Jack. they would probably be planning to move upstate
1: if it was yes it was yeah in 2020 not just going for a
2: week
0: right
1: I do feel like that cabin getaway sounds real, real good right now. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so what about the very end of the movie? Did you always mm-hmm. know you wanted to end it with, with that exact same thing happening? Or did you ever consider, I don't know. Like, I guess the only way I can describe it is maybe a more traditional ending to a disaster movie.
0: Yeah, like where they figure out what's what what makes the poofs tick and then they defeat them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That was yeah. I mean, that was always what we were trying to not do. Um, and yeah, in terms of the the actual ending, ending, that was sort of always the plan. It was. Yeah. I, I remember like when we first sat down to start writing the script, I was like, I get it all. Like, what's going to happen in the end? And Alex was like, Well, they're going to go into space. And I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you you explain it well. It, it and, always
0: um, it always seemed like just like the the appropriate thing to happen to these characters like it just felt like they they get exactly what they deserve which is not like a violent death or anything but it's just mm-hmm. like being cast into the unknown and uh i also like we also just thought that this um that there was just this nice symmetry between the first scene where you see them and it's this like really stark image of two characters like in a bubble like like floating through space like completely fucked
2: <laughs> you know what i mean and then the, <laughs> the end of the movies.
0: movie is exactly the same thing just literal
2: They're just literally floating through space and into into the unknown
0: and we and we also like this this like growing up um family metaphor so like they get they get married and then they have a baby and then they're like it's this great image of just like a new family going into the unknown which i think is what happens when you have a baby you're just like oh all of a sudden we have a baby we have to keep alive and where are we going
2: yeah But we, um, yeah, I mean, so that was always like where we wanted it to end up, and then obviously, like the hard part is how you get there.
0: Um, that changed a lot.
2: That changed through through many drafts, and and it was like pretty late draft that where it really clicked that Alex had this idea to um, that their phones should come back on, and that's how they get trapped. Which we just thought was very funny. As soon as you sort of had that idea, because they've learned so much, you know, throughout the movie, and they've come together, and they've, you know, they've worked hard to care for something outside of themselves and they've you know lost their yeah their, their, they've shed
0: their ego or right, whatever exactly. and they like we don't matter and it's like oh they've 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 found bana they in a way it's like
2: and then um and then their phones come back to life and it's just immediately like oh check twitter check facebook you know like and then as this bubble is growing around them um you know and then they they get sent into space so it's just so sort close. of like yeah they're very close and then of course, we all just ultimately fall
1: back into the trap of our phones.
0: Yeah, it was a classic tragedy.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Did you ever think about what a Save Yourself sequel would look like, both from their perspective? Like they're, they're off into the unknown. Do they actually yeah. arrive anywhere and what do they do? But also what is then the state of Earth being overrun by poops? yeah
2: yeah Yeah, we think about that too because i don't think it's like earth explodes earth goes on it's just going to be a very like strange and unlivable place and there will be some humans left behind you know like not everyone died or get got captured yeah um and so then it's like what does that look like when you're all of a sudden on a planet without you know assuming at this point like old systems of communication are broken down you know they have to like rebuild and and learn how to you know grow their own food and learn that 19th
0: century lifestyle Yeah. yeah
2: That everyone's trying to <laughs> trying to have.
0: We have, um, yeah, we have all sorts of ideas, and like we're uh, thinking about all of this for like maybe a TV show. Yeah,
2: it's fun to it's fun to think about all those and we,
0: and it's possibilities. We, we thought about like when we were writing too, because it's like it's just so much fun to think about like all these other characters and what their movie would be. And then like where they go and what happens to them and and what the myth, like we have like a deep mythology for the poofs Mm -hmm. and uh, which we won't go into now because It's really boring to talk about.
2: (laughs) But but yeah, you know, if we ever make anything in the same world of save yourselves, it'd be fun to start peppering in some of the mythology stuff in a way that we didn't, we deliberately didn't do in the movie, but I think, you know, you can have an opportunity to do that later maybe. Um, But in terms of where Jack and Sue go, we always think of, that they they are they will land on a on a planet that um you know is uninhabitable to to humans obviously so they have to be, live inside little bubbles of atmosphere to for themselves to be safe there and maybe it's that's somewhat somewhat like but um but maybe not so menacing yeah that they, that they they have everything they need so they're kind of fine but yeah. they're not really fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of yeah. like real life
1: yeah more into the uh, the poof sequel. <laughs> Yeah. There was something you said earlier, too, that, it, you know, uh, Haley knows this. It kept making me think of what uh, Mike Dougherty did with Trick or Treat and the the Sam spinoffs for different Halloweens, for different uh, holidays. Like, there's so, there's something about, like, a oh. animated series or, yes. or a comic book yeah. that I feel like... I
0: don't yeah, know. Definitely
2: a comic book would be awesome.
0: A graphic novel mm-hmm. complimentary uh, issue for the movie just about poofs would be great.
2: Yeah, just they, from their perspective.
0: They all have different personalities, yeah. Mm-hmm. The cabin poof, the, the brown poof that's in their cabin has a whole story.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's the most fleshed out poof yeah. that we have for sure.
1: Do any of the individual, I'm so obsessed with them, I can't help it. Do any of the individual poofs have names or on set when there were many, do you just refer to them yeah. as, as all the poofs?
2: Um, it was just mostly like the cabin poof, the woods poof, and the roof poof were yeah. the main ones. The roof poofs, when there are like many of them on the roof, there was actually only like maybe three or four that we filmed on the day. Yeah, and then,
0: with what, with like wires, and they were actually moving, and there were like seven puppeteers moving them and stuff.
2: Um, and then We our, added more yeah. <laughs> in post. <laughs> we asked our VFX supervisor, we were like, do you think you could make more poofs. And he made the room. one that
0: shoots, like shoots and sticks to this, to <laughs> this the roof. So
2: funny because, and that, that one especially we think is so funny. I mean, we're talking about micro detail here that you probably don't remember, but um, it's very funny to us because the way the poof sort of like lands on the roof, it kind of bounces. Like, like it looks like a mistake. It looks very practical because it's like, why would you VFX something in that looks like a mistake? But, like
0: but it's it so funny. Yeah, it
2: really just was like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jeff really got into the mindset of the poofs and, and really knew how to kind of like make them move around in a funny way.
3: Well, I I'm curious, you know, you said you guys had the idea of the proof early on because it needed to be something that could fit in the house. But um, when it comes to when we finally see, like, how deadly they are, wh- how, what was the process of determining how they kill, how that would look? Because you certainly don't maybe expect it to be so fast and so yeah. fast.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, we, we brainstormed that a lot. That, that, yeah. All that changed a bunch.
2: Yeah, I remember the first thing was like when the poof is in the cabin, it was like, what will be a fun, surprising way for it to get out of the cabin? And so we thought of this sort of like, you know, stretchy tube suction thing. Spider Man like, yeah, Yeah. that it moves around. Um, And so then once we sort of thought of that as a way that it moves, it was also like, well, what if that's a way that it
1: kills (laughs) as
2: well? Drinks, yeah. Drinks and does everything. So it's the. Uh, you know, in our minds, what it is, is this tube that can kind of suction onto a thing. And then because a a poof is actually like a, basically a ball of gas covered in little, you you understand (laughs) Um, that we figured that it's, it has an ability to sort of like shoot out like a high pressure air bullet, basically through anything with with quite precision. Yeah. So it can, you know, uh, bust through glass or steel or a human's, So you need an
3: Girl Men sequel is what you're telling me. (laughs) Yeah, right.
2: (laughs) It's um that the the scene on the road, I mean, we just we didn't want it to be like really gory, I guess, um, of a movie, but we just we knew that we needed like a moment where you see people die, you know, you see how people get killed to really all of a sudden have a fear of like, oh no, this is really bad. Because up Mm -hmm. until that point you've seen people Die, but you haven't seen how. And so it's like, maybe not as scary until that moment. Um, but those, yeah, those, the stunt people were so good. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, it was just such a bizarre thing to try and explain to them. Like, okay, so the tube is going to stick to your head. And then it's as if it's exploding on the other side, you know, like <laughs> trying to explain the, the 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 process of how a poof kills a person yeah. <laughs> But they, they were just like very on board with it and did great deaths. I thought like just,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, we mostly like, just wanted to keep the poop surprising.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, what'd you I say? I feel like I'm too obsessed with all the poop backstory now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I think but just because you brought this up and also another thing earlier on in the interview, since lockdown, I've gotten in the habit of watching things that I usually wouldn't with, with my parents. And my mom watched this with me the other day. And oh, wow. I just like, I assumed it wasn't really going to be her thing, but she was very into it. And the two things that she said was... Those two characters are so likable and whatever it is, I need to know what happens to them. And she also like, I'm flat out telling you the truth right now. She said exactly what you just did where she likes them so much and also she felt the threat the entire time and like oh, the combination so
2: oh that's so, so nice yeah it's so nice yeah
0: we we had a similar feeling about like we we're like this is very specific about like you have to be 30 th- between 30 and 37 to like <laughs>
2: uh
0: and then, and then it's and not th- for
2: me apparently yeah
0: eleanor's 38 <laughs> she's over the hill she can't she won't like it yeah uh but you turned thirty-eight after. All right, all right,
1: all right. All right. Anyway,
0: uh, your point. Uh, my point is, at Sundance, this, this, uh, this—it was a uh, uh, like a. It was a was mom. one of the
2: volunteers, wasn't she? Yeah, volunteers. Yeah. She's
0: probably in her sixties, like our parents' age, and 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 then her teenage or little older son or whatever. And she was like, we both loved the movie, and she was like, "You wrote this movie for me." <laughs> it was really sweet. She was like, "I like the phone." And the it energy. is. It and then, is
2: so nice, like when, yeah, when. Uh, many people can relate to it because yeah. it, it does feel very specifically brooklyn 30s but um yeah, yeah that's nice that's, that's nice. nice to know thank that's you
1: nice. i have one I'll more, more poof question one more proof question. <laughs> <laughs> then i swear i'll leave it alone so the poo- the poofs come to earth if humans didn't get so riled up do you think that they would have been just flat out killing mm. machines or would they have just drank all the ethanol and then gone about their business
0: mm. They Interesting were there question. To kill, I think.
2: Yeah, I don't think <laughs> yeah. that there was any way around that happening. I mean, really, the only reason that the cabin poof doesn't kill them is because of the cabin poof's personal backstory. But <laughs> um, we we see, we like that there was this this one poof that's sort of like like more of a pacifist, more of a did we say it's already more of a scientist type, and did who just no. looks looks at. Um, you know, is observing Jack and Sue, and because they don't appear to know what's going on in the rest of the world, it's this perfect opportunity to just watch them, which is why he kills the, the other people who, you know, come near the cabin, like Raph and the guy in the woods, um, you know, who who threaten to sort of disrupt this, this perfect uh, case study. Yeah. He doesn't kill Jack and Sue, and, you know, and obviously when they approach him with the tongs, <laughs> with the fireplace tongs, there's sort of like a moment of, Okay, I guess I'm getting out of here. I didn't really come here for a fight, um, but the other poofs definitely came with a, a mission. Most of them came with a mission yeah, to kill.
0: Yeah, we didn't have a chance. Yeah,
1: like Gizmo compared to the rest of the grand ones. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. That's right. Cabin Poof yeah. is yeah. officially my favorite poof. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <It's> me too. <Gizmo. laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I guess now
3: Perry has inspired another poof question from me. <laughs> We're just <laughs> hooked on the <laughs> poofs, guys. <laughs> um, so, like. In your mind, do they go from planet to planet, like locusing up the resources?
1: Uh, Exactly. Yes. You you nailed it. it. They're
0: (laughs) kind of like a weapon that's like on it. It's like an autonomous weapon. goes around.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Kelly, as Couldn't you said stop. that question, I heard it in like the Independence Day voice, because I'm pretty sure that's how President Whitmore <laughs> explains <laughs> how the aliens go from planet to planet. They
2: go from planet to
1: planet.
2: <laughs> Sucking up the All of
3: my science is based on Independence Day, but it's certainly Same.
2: Possible. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I would like, I definitely am not a science person. So for a long time, I was like, why ethanol? Why ethanol? Oh, they're gas.
2: <laughs> it's in everything
0: gas and booze yeah
3: yeah um uh. well i was gonna ask jumping off of perry's lovely mother's sentiment um mm. hi mama and <laughs>
4: uh
3: you do care and you are nervous and then you throw a baby in the mix <laughs> and uh, i'm curious to what extent you were comfortable playing up that fear. Was there a concern that once you add a baby that maybe they feel safe because this movie doesn't feel like the kind of movie that's gonna off a baby <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> until they lose the baby. Um, right. Yeah. Right. And we would never have done that for sure.
0: I think there's this thing where like, I don't know, when you watch a movie, you, you, you know, you can feel worried for somebody and also at the same time think like, well, I'm not going to kill this character. I think, yeah. like the like the little girl and aliens or something. You're like, oh, I really like you're really worried about her, but you're like, they're not gonna kill that little. girl. Like if you think but about it still for a second,
2: moment to moment, there's like a little bit scary. of a disconnect. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We 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 wanted to like to to make people like worried because <laughs> it's the baby's very vulnerable, and then they just leave it in the woods <laughs> and just yeah. let it go.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it is it does feel like it adds a totally different layer to the movie when there is a baby especially I mean honestly every time we were even just in the edit of the movie every time we would get to that scene it was like I forgot that there was a real baby in the movie and then it was every time they opened the car door and the baby's there it's like oh my god we had a real baby (laughs) in this movie it's so crazy to just like remember that I mean you know we shot it in the woods and we were in like the areas of the woods that were very close to houses. It was not I mean, as three, remote
0: as it looks. And there's three,
2: three of them. So, you know, if one died, it would have been...
0: okay oh <laughs> I'm <kidding>. God. God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm kidding, obviously. Cut, cut that part, Got that it. part. Um, but no, it was... Uh, <laughs> cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, what was my point? It's just, it, it does, like, when you see it in the movie, there's no, like, yeah. there's no pretense there. It's like that is a real living baby that they have to deal with now and it's really terrifying to us.
1: <laughs> I'm just terrified of babies in general. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hi. Um Haley, do you have any more questions before we ask our our big two? Our big two. Big two. I actually know I know their answer to one of them. Oh. Oh, why yeah, not? I think I because I think we talked about this when I when I brought up my cat's go bag.
2: I'll
1: get this. I'll get this one out of the way first. We always ask all of our, our guests. Do you have any pets? Oh.
4: We do not have
2: pets. No, just we plants. just have a lot of plants. But I'd had pets growing up. I had yeah, two we had dogs, dogs, two yeah. cats, uh, two frogs, a turtle. We had a, a, a lamb sheep, right? A lamb at a point, grew where, up with where a did lot of those. Where did you
1: grow up that you had so many of those animals?
2: Um, in Adelaide, Australia, just in in the suburbs, we had that many animals, but we had a, a sheep farm um, and occasionally like some, uh, some baby sheep would get rejected by the mother of sheeps and we would have to take them home and them from a bottle <laughs> that was highlight of my childhood for sure. <laughs> getting to great old baby baby lamb so cute.
1: <laughs> that would, just would have been a highlight for me yeah.
2: <laughs> That was very cute.
1: All right, Haley, you want the next one?
3: Well yeah, you can't have them both No I
0: would
3: never. <laughs> I would never. Uh, um, no we always ask everybody to sort of wrap things up. Um, what what have you seen or read? Uh, or played we're very open anything in the genre sphere doesn't have to be new it can be something old or something new anything you would recommend to people when they sign off from this that they should go check that out Hmm.
2: the the documentary thing that we've been doing
0: wait did you say it has to be sci-fi oh Oh, it has to be
3: genre genre sphere
2: we we do love
3: genre but uh it's your your show guys
2: but what if we've been watching in i mean we have been watching a lot of
0: uh, we, re- Eleanor had never seen 12 Monkeys and, and that's oh, one of yeah. my favorite movies and it is still very good. That was
2: great. We that's watched so a, great. another, and Brazil as well, That um, tw- yeah, 12 Monkeys is obviously very relevant right now because it's a, about a
0: pandemic. A pandemic. Yeah.
2: Um, but you know.
0: A pl- it's actually camera, about a pandemic. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, that was really fun to watch. Um, recommend uh, revisiting 12 Monkeys. So-
0: the, the guy who came up with Tribbles for Star Trek, David Gerald, wrote a, a sci-fi book called The Man Who Folded Himself. And I read that in quarantine and it's fantastic. It's like a time travel movie about this guy who keeps like, he just ends up like living with versions of himself and it gets a little, uh, uh, he has like some romances with himself. It's like a fantastic book. It's great and I highly recommend it.
3: I also, I do want to know what documentary you were going to say.
0: Oh,
2: oh we, it's not one documentary, but we've been doing this thing where we watch a documentary and then immediately follow it with the documentary now version of that documentary yeah and it's so fun it's fantastic so we did the marina abramovich one we did the sondheim documentary Mm -hmm. dreams of sushi
0: i did uh the war room
2: right it's and oh the what's the bible oh the the salesman salesman.
0: and it'll just it's just a great night because then you're, you're watching these great documentaries and then you're just like really excited about how they're going to get made fun of. Yeah.
2: And then the <laughs> you know the documentary it. now version is obviously only 30 minutes, right? Yeah. So it's so not it's really like it's not yeah. quite a double feature, but, um, but it's very enjoyable. It's a big, yeah, that's wonderful
3: a big... idea. I actually, I have one uh, very special sign off question just for you guys. Do you guys now have a go bag? Oh yes, we do. Oh good.
0: We have t- two <laughs> earthquake kits that Eleanor bought one for the house, one for the car.
2: It's you know I, we bought the kit you know that has all the important hand crank radio and all that stuff that you need but then we've filled it with other things as well like clothes contact lenses like we, little specific things that contact lenses we're gonna was, need yeah
0: that was a big one we yeah. got those in there
2: um, one is like beside the bed right now it used to be under a cabinet but we. There was an earthquake the other day,
0: and yeah. so I
1: was like, "Let's keep this beside bed."
0: But then you ran out under the under the I table really and left the, the actual, earthquake. Hit. I know I really failed.
1: <laughs> I actually have one more movie question that's been on yeah. my mind. I, I was very impressed. I told you guys that you did the contact thing contact thing at all because that's always something that makes yes. me think I have a lesser chance during a disaster. Yeah. But what yes. inspired the bit about her eating her contacts? Because I have not been able to <laughs> stop thinking about that. <laughs>
2: I don't know where you got that from?
0: Like sometimes you're just walking around and you just like talk to yourself in your head. And that was just a conversation I had in my own head. It and was, then I thought it was funny and it didn't, it was, it was like, we just put it in the, we put it in the movie and then it fit and it worked.
2: It was just like a funny thing, you know, and we think that Sue really does eat her contacts. That is it's just a strange thing that she does. But the weird part was <laughs> there's, um, we were talking. I remember. I can't remember if it was post production or in pre, but um, Ben, our production supervisor, <laughs> came up to me once and he was like, oh, "I love the bit about when she eats the contact lenses." She's like, "Do you guys do, you guys do that?" I do that. I do that. And we're like, "What, Ben? No, don't eat your contact lenses."
0: You're like, Ben, we don't do like that. not
2: <laughs> often. He just had done it in the past. I think he said like when he was too tired to like take them and put them in, but he just, I I mean, it's bizarre, but, um, it's gotta be
0: something people do. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a Reddit.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm surprised with how much I've thought about it. I haven't gone down like the Google rabbit hole of trying to figure out if it was a thing as a contact lens. wearer myself, Like I cannot get out of my head. (laughs) I would, I, I would, I would never,
0: have you ever it's held weird. them in your You're not even
1: your, curious now, Perry. Oh, this is, Alex is almost eaten. Have
0: it. you ever held them in your mouth like when <laughs> um, they fall out of your eye? I'm, like you're, I'm very
1: like, Clean. I'm like I'm neuro- like OCD yeah. clean. It would it would terrify me to put it in my mouth yeah. and the back of my it's eye. Totally you have to gross.
0: you have to rinse it after that. You can't just put it straight back in <laughs> there. You can't
1: eye just rinse it with off. water.
0: No, with and contact it. solution. Oh, right. It's just yeah. to keep it yeah. moist until you can get to contact solution.
1: It's, I've, I've rung under it water now. for that reason. But even that bothers me when I'm not using proper contact lens solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's rough. No. It's,
0: <laughs> it's gross and um, very funny. To <laughs> yeah. think about it, people really do it.
1: Oh, well, now we know what I'm googling right after this. <laughs> thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today before we Thanks. let you go do you have any uh, social media handles that you want to share mm. with our, our viewers so they can follow yeah. in your work the the movie
2: mm-hmm. handle is is at save yourselves movie and on twitter it's at save yourself mov because the the, the, the thing was too long 15 for twitter, characters I guess. Yeah. It's, it's at save yourself mov
0: yeah um john, yeah yeah Sunitha mani at Sunitha mani right? at john p reynolds at john p yeah. reynolds and then yeah. i'm albert Fishhat. but
2: and i'm eleanor margaret
0: yeah we we mostly we don't we're not as fun though as john yeah, we don't have very many
2: followers uh but follow the movie and and tell your friends if
1: you if you like it yeah
0: yeah
1: i'll second that thank you guys again thank you. Haley, where can everyone find you in your work
3: oh you can find me on twitter at Haley Fouch, on instagram at haystack mcgroovy and on collider
1: and I'm at off on Twitter and Instagram. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. You have officially survived the witching hour.
4: We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in.